Hello, welcome to the Smarticle Podcast. Each day on the show, we take an interesting idea or topic and dissect it. All we ask of you is that you give us 15 minutes so that we can entertain you. And maybe, just maybe, you might learn something new. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. The very first Man Talk Monday on the Smarticle Podcast. Therefore, we need a good, long Five seconds of silence brought to you by Smarticle. I feel like we're going to be able to charge people for that five seconds of silence eventually, Brandon. <laughs> yes, I think we valuable, will be able to. Valuable yeah, real estate, sure, silence. Absolutely. I do, all right, well, I do like it when it comes on. I'm like, oh, all right, my moment of silence. This could be good. Welcome to Man Talk Mondays, the new feature here on the Smarticle Ooh, Podcast. Ever that's expanding, right. we're rolling ever it growing. out. We are rolling it out. Here's the headline today. Why is it so hard for men to make close friends comes via the great Catherine Pearson in the New York times. American men are stuck in a friendship recession. Here's how to climb out. Brandon. Well, I feel like, did we do this article? I feel, it feels okay. maybe I just read it. Cause it's from 2022. I don't really know if there's much point to giving it a woke or wagon. It's more about stating about the relationship of man. I guess she's probably more woke than MAGA. So, but on the, uh, the MAGA, woke MAGA meter, I don't know. I don't know where she is. I just read, read this quote first before we get into it. It's from the protagonist or lead person in the story. He says, quote, I think men have been convinced that success, success in life does not necessarily include friendship, that if they're successful at work or they've started a family, they've won. I think that is just so freaking true and is just perfectly sets up where men are at right now. Yeah, well, there's so many statistics in this article about how lonely men actually are. Yeah. But just talk about that one. Just talk about that. Well, when men find success, they think they've hit it when whatever that is. That's it. Yeah, and it's it's not only that, but there's a, there's the inverse of that is simply that there's this weird co- competitiveness between men that if if you're not, I quote unquote successful or whatever, well, that you're not as good as that. Part. What I'm saying, but it defines relationships. So you know, it's like you've got to be at a certain level of success to be friends with somebody. It's that's not true. You don't need that. Okay. All right. So let's get a little bit of the data. In 2021, a survey of more than 2,000 adults in the U.S. said less than half of the men said they were truly satisfied with how many friends they had, while 15% said they had no close friends at all, a five-fold increase from 1990. The same survey found that men were less likely than women to rely on their friends for emotional support or to share their personal feelings with them. Nothing new here. I feel no. like- so Let me ask you a question, though, in context to this, though. Oh. So this is written, this article, which I think is excellent and needs to be said over and over, because you and I have talked about this for 20 years, how hard it is for men to actually be friends. I mean, sometimes it's hard to be your friend because you oh. are an absolute jag okay. at times. Wow. You love to do these things Good. that are so irritating, but yep. you're a true yep. friend. Oh, I know I could call you up yes. if necessary and you'd be yes. there. Okay, You can't be serious nice. about anything because maybe that's your, I think that's your way of, of pushing away your okay. own feelings. Trying to push you away. Well, no, I think you're pushing your own feelings away is what you're okay. doing. But I found right. it. What, did you find it interesting that this was written by a woman? Is that yeah. problematic for you I, at all? I, I did. The first thing I did seems like, oh, it's a gal writing this. But a I think gal. she probably. Look at you, Boomer. Okay. A gal. Uh, I think she has a lot of probably a lot of insight. So at first I was like, oh, it's a woman. But then I was like, you know what? She probably is better than a man writing this. So, yes. Well, I don't know if it's better or worse. I think it's better. I think it is. For me, I have trumpeted this, and I really believe this, 
that the healing amongst men cannot come from women. It has to come from men. That men have to be able to, I mean, certainly women can point it out. Whoa. They can be, they can, uh, you know, say, hey, this is going on. But it's very, very challenging to sort of inspect men's hearts when you're not a man. Like, there was a point in here in, in the four things, and I know you go through them, but the very first one was about practice vulnerability. And I, the other three, no problem. I, I think anybody that knows me would say, humble brag, humble brag. Uh, it's again, you and the humble brag. You don't really, you need to look up that definition. But the the other ones are not a, a super challenge. This one is a super challenge for me to practice vulnerability and say to people, "Hey, man, I'm really hurting right now." Is just, I'm, I look at somebody. It's like if somebody came to me and they were crying about, I'd be like, cringe. Because it's just, I don't know why that is. I don't know where in my life that came from to say that that's a bad thing. But her point, and she starts with this, practice vulnerability, even if it makes you uncomfortable. And I was like, oh yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. I, I just got to be honest. This is where I'd like to interject. Brandon, you complete me. <laughs> I want to be vulnerable and, with but you. That's, Brandon. That's, but that's what men do too, is they deflect and make jokes about things that are serious. It's hard for you to be serious. It's I, I think in my 20 years of knowing you, I've seen you actually be serious one time and that was when you found out you were having a third kid and you literally oh. lost it you were like yeah, well. crying you were so bummed i was like it was like gonna be hard and i get it but i'm saying that's what it takes for you to be vulnerable is having a third kid i don't know it seemed weird to me um you know i you don't feel like this i feel like with my gooder friends that i've become like you know there's circles of friendship yeah we actually started telling each other we love each other i was like wow, that's cool man and like hugging when we leave each other and really? i've been like I've yeah. never gotten that love from you and no hugs from you. So I guess I'm not in that inner circle. Well, you give off a different type of energy, Brandon, that maybe. <laughs> so uh, I well, don't know. And, that, and that, I think that is number one for me is that I do not practice vulnerability. I do oh. not allow people in. I have it in my heart. I feel like that way. I mean, I truly do love my brothers. I truly do. Uh, we've talked about it. Well, documented. I get on a call every Thursday night with some college buddies of mine. We've been doing it since the beginning of COVID, and it's just continued, and we love doing it. All we do is get on there and play word games and just catch up, and all the things that she recognizes, like, hey, these are important things. But these are friendships. This phone call are 35-year, 40-year friendships now. And so yeah. it's it's we've, we've gotten to the point. You have that with your Whittier guys, guys you grew up in Whittier, that you're like, well, but you do have guys we in your life. We don't have time to play online games, but go on. Okay, but my point is, if you could take this seriously on our first okay. ever man talk Friday, man talk Monday, that part of this, it comes down to time. She recognizes that in one of the next steps, which is, I forget one. Putting yourselves in recurring social situations. Don't assume that friendships happen organically is that's what she it. says. And that's very yep. true. These did, it, these friendships didn't happen organically. They happened because we were in a fraternity together that we went to college together we went to each other's weddings. We watched each other's children grow up. This was very practical and very practiced. And it wasn't just like I ran and said, hey, let's be buddies. This took years. Well, I like what she says because I feel like most people say, put yourself in social situations. She says, put yourself in recurring social situations yeah. because you don't make a connection with someone like willy-nilly. Like it happens over time, like you mentioned, for you 35 years. But I like this idea. She mentioned like going to an Elks Lodge every Thursday for something or right. going to a service organization. You got to do it all. Oh, yeah. Multiple and it times. Takes time. Yeah. I, I guess the question I would ask, like I, I have these and I'm wondering if you have these relationships too, where I have 
where I'll meet a guy and we'll hang out. He seems really cool. We'll, you know, at a church or on- Elks or whatever. And you say, hey, let's get let's get breakfast together. Let's get dinner. Let's get a beer yeah. or whatever. And then you go and and it's great. You hang out, but then you don't hang out again, or you don't hang out again for another year. And I I wonder if that because I don't necessarily think that happens as much with women. I don't know. One of our our female listeners might be able to to talk about that or not. But it's funny how sometimes it just if you're not meeting regularly, like once a week, I know you have your guys you meet at the Elks Lodge every week. If you're not doing that, it's it's hard to really develop those friendships. Is it? Do you find that or not? I thought I'm going to get serious in a second, but I thought you said I met this guy on Tinder and he asked me to breakfast. <laughs> that, that's what I thought you were going to say. Tinder, wouldn't that be Grinder? I guess <laughs> anyway. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, no, but they say she. The third one is turning uh, daily activities into opportunities for connection. So, like, right. you meet somebody, say, like let's go to breakfast or let's do this thing. Like you, it's almost a mindset of, are you opening yourself up to any person you meet could actually become a friend to you if you let that mature? Yes. I'm going to posit a theory I have for our generation and maybe a little bit older, maybe not so much younger. Okay. But part of the stuff in here was like, Hey, go out and hang out with a guy. When I was growing up, it would be like, what are you gay? You know, I, I'm just saying, I think there's a part of that that plays in that, that you can't just say, Hey, let's go. You want to go get dinner? Like to a, another straight friend of yours. Like there's somehow there's some weird tension around that, which I think is ridiculous, but I'm just saying, do you think that plays a part at all? Okay. Here's what I'll say. We grew up in a little different family backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a place with a very tip on a very typical street, with a very tickle, typical mother and dad who were married my entire life that I was there. Not once in the 18 years that I lived in that house. Mm -hmm. Did my dad ever turn to everybody? Hey, I'm going out to hang out the fellas tonight. I'll see you later. Right. Never. Not ever. Like, I just don't like we're a new generation. Why do you think that your dad was like that? Because I just think that was the generation. And maybe my my dad dad went out. My dad was the same age as your dad. And he was social all the time. My dad never, ever turned to the family, which I do once a week and go like, Hey guys, go to lodge with the fellas. Blah, blah. Right. They think that is such a normal thing to do. Yes. Same with my daughter. She's like, oh yeah, dad went to go hang out with his buddies. But I don't think that was the truth. All I'm saying is I don't think that was true for. Well, I, I would push back a little bit there, Lawrence. Oh, I don't okay. know if it's this. Right. I think that might be more your dad. Maybe men like your dad. So. I think all of his friends. Well, but they were, but, but people have joined clubs forever. There have been Elks Lodges for yeah. 150 years. There have been fraternal organizations and Masons and. And Kiwanis and all these different, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's typical. And I don't know. It just seems a little bit more of a stretch. Whatever the case is, I feel like, are you modeling, if you're dad, are you modeling to your kids? My kids know that I got lots of friends, close friends, because they see me leave the house and go hang out with them. So I'm assuming to them, oh yeah. I should be social and go meet my friends. Yes, that's a great point. And you do model that for your kids, uh, especially your boys, you know, to be like, hey, it's cool. You know, it's cool to go hang out with, the, you know, your buddies and whatever. Here's the last one, which I think I am going to humble brag on this one because oh, I yeah. do I do think this is something I'm really Hold good on, at. Hold on, is the last one that you sit in your window and watch a black bear <laughs> cross the, your forehead? Is that what it is? He's referencing another show, people. Larry just... can't. It's Sometimes I wonder I... about Larry. You... Harness the power of casual check-in. You're terrible about staying in touch for the no, most part. I'm not. You think you're good at staying in touch? I'm actually really good at this. Oh, is that a humble brag? 
Well, here's here. This is funny because my wife is the exact opposite of this mm. with her friends. She'll go like a long time, not talking to someone. She gets busy, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then she feels overwhelmed that she's had to have a come to Jesus with these people. And I always tell her like, hey, man, every day, once a week, once a month, just shoot someone a text to be like right. thinking of you. It doesn't have to be a giant. Exactly. Five point plan. No. And that's exactly the key, because I think it can become overwhelming if you don't. Yeah. But for me, like, I mean, living on the East Coast, but having most of my roots on the West Coast, all my friends are three hours different. But I truly enjoy catching up with, I have a, a, pretty much every Monday, I take my daughter to piano practice and I get on the call to one of my buddies out West where we, he, I know that he's going to be available during that time. So we just catch up on the week. And I probably have six or seven people that I talk to regularly, probably once or twice, a, you know, a, a month. So yeah, it is humble brag. I work hard at it, but it here's the point for me, and I don't mm. know if it's you. It's mm. like it's life giving for me. I really need it. I I mm. really like it. I appreciate it. I'm not doing it because I'm like, well, I better call you know Larry because he really needs a oh. a pep talk. I call I Larry because it. I actually want to talk and check in like, and hear how I love life's your pep going. talks. I love your pep talks. There you go. So I can assume in a couple of days from now, I'm gonna get a text from you. I love you, Larry. Yeah, and I just you, I'm, is that, I'm gonna I, give you a virtual hug. Okay, here's what I wanted to comment on mm. on Man Talk Mondays. In that, like about gal, I don't our good friend that listens in Southern California. She's a female. I Can we say her. woman? Gal seems so yeah. Whatever the but, case is, yeah. She might be like, "Oh, it's Man Talk Monday. I'm going to tune out." But I like this idea of you're on the Jungle Cruise and they take you behind the waterfall, and he goes, "That's the backside of water." My wife used to love to listening to sports talk radio because she would get into the ethos of guys, right. If you're a gal and you're listening, you're going to get the real of what we're going through. Like, I really feel like this is useful for a gal just as it would be if a man was listening today. I mean, I really believe that. Absolutely. I know. I agree. And I I think that hopefully women will find it accretive. The reason we're doing these these Man Talk Mondays is really that this has been something that's near and dear to our heart about how do we sort of talk about these male issues that sometimes seems so verboten that we're trying to make it more commonplace that people will actually talk about, Hey, you know what, Larry, I do love you. I love talking to you. I love working with you. I work with you more than anybody I know. And I I do on the air, Larry, right now, even (laughs) though you're constantly deflecting and making a joke and kicking me in the nuts, I want to tell you right now that I love you and I appreciate you and I'm glad we're working together. Okay. So I would also like to say, thank you, Brandon. A woman might be listening to the show. And she could just get on the emails and be like, Brandon, because you're 30, 75% of a perfect man, as you humble brag, <laughs> and that you only have one thing to work about. Here we she go, could email people. you for, on behalf of her husband for some tips about sure, how to be sure. a good man and yeah. how to get to know other men. Yeah, so I'm howigotthatway.com. Come on. Oh, look at that. You so know, you send could me just, an email. would appreciate it. You could leave a comment on any of the spots. You could uh, you know, follow us, subscribe to all these things. And Brandon will be your conduit to being a good man. Well, helping you understand a good man. But thank you, Larry, once again for teaching me something. 